Hey, you two been married three months. How come Ned isn't housebroken yet? Oh, I've tried, Rosie. Welcome to the House Husband Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Miller. Join me as I talk about my life as a house husband and stay-at-home dad. This is episode six. Topics covered today will include Get It Together Man, Flea Market Misfire, and Podcast Supporters. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Again, my name is Cameron. I am your host here on the House Husband Podcast. Um, It's been a little while, so thanks for being patient. We'll go into why a little later in the show, but uh, I appreciate everybody uh, coming back and hanging out for a little bit with me here. Uh, We're going to make some changes to things. Uh, I know that if you listen to the very first episode that I released, I kind of told you what I was expecting to do, and now I'm changing that. So kind of just give it a more open format. The segments, as I was calling them, are not as important as me just kind of talking and sharing things and giving stories about my life and my experiences. So not going to worry about doing specific segments. We're just going to have a chat, talk about different things uh, here. So a little bit of housekeeping there. Um, Also, I've taken some suggestions. We're going to have a few things always. Uh, One of those things is uh, a really bad dad joke is going to be at the top of the show here. So uh, hang on to your seats. Here comes the joke. I used to hate facial hair. But then it grew on me. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) I actually hate facial hair. Well, me personally, like, if you want to grow facial hair, that's fine. I, for the longest time, never did. I couldn't get past that weird, itchy stage. And then I got past the weird, itchy stage and found out that having this thing on my face drove me nuts. So I went probably six to eight months with a beard and then shaved it off and we'll never do that again. So mark that off the bucket list and yeah, don't ever have to worry about doing that again. So, so there's our joke for the day. Um, what else has been going on? Uh, adjusted the music, the background music again. Hopefully now it's even less obtrusive. Um, and I've, been uh, tweaking a few of the the settings and got some new equipment, uh, which I'll talk about later in the show as well. And so hopefully everything's sounding good, crystal clear. I'm watching the wave format as it records on the computer, and everything looks fine. But of course, what I see on my end and what you hear on your end may not be the same thing. So again, always looking for that feedback. If you have any feedback for me about how the show sounds, what you'd like to hear or see, feel free to contact me. So, yeah, but uh, let's jump right in. Uh, First thing, get it together, man. Get it together. One of the first things I noticed after becoming a house husband was it was super easy to get distracted and waste a lot of time 
on things that ultimately mattered very little. I once spent an entire afternoon on the crucial task of going through all the programs on my list in Netflix. Yeah, not proud of that, but hey, I, I got rid of a bunch of things on the my list section of Netflix. I also added a bunch of things, so probably didn't help in the long run. Anyway, there's a magic number in life. That number is 1,440. That's how many minutes everyone gets in a day. Doesn't matter if you're the president of the United States or if you're my nine-month-old son. You get the exact same number of minutes every day. So, now factor in that an adult like myself and most of you listening need an average of eight hours of sleep a day. So that 1,440 drops to 960 just because of getting enough sleep. Now, if you factor in eating, basic hygiene, and other necessary life activities, uh, suddenly that number is not as big as it once sounded. And in fact, it can get awfully small, especially if you're somebody that doesn't stay home like I do. And you have a commute to figure out as well as work. So free time or time that you have to do things that you want to do is extremely precious. So uh, now here's... <laughs> Here's the bombshell. I know I'm throwing out a bunch of random things. It'll all tie together, I promise. According to a University of California Irvine study, it takes an average of 23 minutes and 15 seconds to get back to a task after becoming distracted. So, in my case, I start with limited time anyway. I'm in a distraction-prone environment, so how does one decide what to do or what things to work on to get the most out of this limited time? Well, you have to figure that out. And you could do many different things to figure that out. Uh, I'm going to today tell you about the method that I utilize. So this method uh, uses the Eisenhower urgent slash important principle and the Stephen Covey Time Management Matrix. So, two principles or theories, I don't know how, how to explain it, but uh, what it boils down to is I have an app on my phone that keeps track of everything for me, uh, but you don't need one of those. Here's how it works. You could just do it on a piece of paper. If you wanna try and keep track of it in your head, you could. I use an app because I'm electronically minded. My wife does everything on paper. So just different styles. So uh, here's how it works. The Eisenhower urgent slash important principle categorizes tasks using two different labels, urgent and important. An urgent task has a pressing deadline. This could be a self-created deadline due to procrastination, or it could be linked to some unforeseen circumstance, some sort of emergency that came up that you weren't planning on. An important task gets you closer to your goals. So using those two labels, we can make four different categories or quadrants. Uh, if you want a really good visual of, of this, look up the Stephen Covey matrix. It kind of takes a standard XY graph and now you have four quadrants that you can visualize where these tasks, tasks are falling 
throat's a little dry tonight. Can't say those hard K's. But water helps, so take a drink of water here. All right, so the first category that we have is all the tasks that are both urgent and important. These should be at the top of your to-do list every day. This is what you work on very first because they have top priority. Not only does completing one of these tasks feel good, it should also lower your stress level considerably because it's one thing that is no longer pressing on your, on your mind as an urgent and important thing. The next category is important but not urgent. These tasks should be your next priority because they're important to you. They, they push you towards that goal that you have. It can feel weird, though, to work on these because they don't have deadlines that are coming up. The reason that they should be your second priority is these are the things that help you achieve those personal and professional goals. The longer you ignore this category, the longer it takes to get to those goals. You have that feeling of being in a rut. You're not getting anything done if you're only working on the things that are pressing all the time. So, Third category is urgent, but not important task. When I was in management, there was, you know, this was the running around, putting out fires or helping other people with emergencies, things like that. If you're honest about many of the tasks in this category, they can probably be delegated or rescheduled. Even better, if a project would fall into this category, you might be able to just say no to being involved right from the beginning because you know it doesn't get you closer to those important goals that you have set. Now, sometimes you can't say no to a project depending on who is giving you that project, but... If it's in this category, you can work on removing it from what you're, you're doing. So, uh, The last category is not urgent nor important. So not urgent, not important. And these are your time wasters, your distractors, and your fillers. The more that you can avoid these tasks and various activities, the more productive you'll be. Now, that doesn't mean that there is never a place for them. Category 4 items can be ones that help you blow off steam and refocus, ultimately leading to better productivity and just overall better mental health. So uh, the key here is to balance uh, them consciously and understand that when you choose to use some of your minutes doing Category 4 things, you might regret it later. It might not be the right system for everybody, but I stick. when I stick to it, I get more done in a shorter amount of time. Uh, the hard part is sticking to it, obviously. Uh, so that's my method for trying to be productive. Um, what's your preferred method? Let me know if you have something that you feel works better. I would love to give it a try. Because even though I have something in place, I know roughly what I'm trying to do, um, I, I'm not going to say that I'm the most productive person out there. I could be more productive. And hopefully as my son grows a little bit and gets some more de independence, we can adjust things. Uh, one thing that would help me immensely is if the kid would take a nap anywhere but in my arms. That would be great. <laughs> it would free up like three hours of my day. Um, I try to do things like on my phone, work on my phone while he's sleeping 
and I'm holding him and like sitting on the couch, that usually doesn't work out. I can't like type with both hands because I'm balancing him with one hand and uh, yeah, it just turns into a giant uh, waste of time. Or I take a nap too because you, I, there's this thing with dads now and my dad has it and my father-in-law has it. If you sit still for too long, you just fall asleep. Uh, it's something about as soon as you become a dad, this becomes a syndrome that you inherit or, you know, some sort of dad disease. So I would love to be more productive. I'm every day trying to be more productive. And this system, if I stick to it, usually helps me. So we're going to give it our best shot. All right. Um, all of that being said, <laughs> you probably noticed that uh, there wasn't a show last week. We're a whole two weeks since the last episode came out. Um, and that's because Saturday, previous to now, my wife and I decided to be a vendor at a local flea market. Now I can hear what you're saying. is like, Cameron, what does that entail? What did you do as a vendor at a flea market? Well, it was quite the process to get all the forms figured out. And in the end, uh, it turned out to not really be worth it. So uh, we made some money, but not enough for sitting out in the hot, sticky Texas heat for most of a Saturday. Uh, we wound up, we took a bunch of baby items that we don't need anymore and sold those as well as some old books and household goods that we've been lugging around but don't really need. So we decluttered. Uh, we made, so it costs money to rent the space that you're in and we made our money back there plus a little bit of profit. I have to figure out taxes and things. But we, we came out in the black, which is what I was hoping. You know, it, and it taught us that I don't really care about going to be a vendor at a flea market. I love to buy there. Like, it's fun to walk around and find all this random junk. I mean, most of it's junk, but all this random stuff that you may not be able to find all in one place all the time. So... That was cool. Uh, that was fun. What was crazy to me, though, is the things that we really wanted to sell, the, the reasoning that we went to this flea market thinking that it would be uh, lucrative or just fun for us, uh, didn't sell. They weren't successful at all. I know that I'm a little biased in this, but I think my wife is incredibly talented. So she makes these awesome things. Uh, we call them just scrubbies, but they're a, a wonderful kitchen tool to have. She takes tool, which if you know what like a ballerina tutu is made out of, or like a dance costume for a little girl, um, that's tool. It's kind of a man-made polyester, nylon, something or another. Uh, mesh. You can buy it at any hobby store or fabric store. Uh, she takes that and she crochets it into this round disc. Um, and it is amazing. Uh, it's this handheld scrubbing pad. Uh, part sponge, part still wool. Uh, they don't scratch your nonstick pans. They dry faster than a sponge, which makes them more sanitary and less smelly. Uh, they remove stuck-on food really easily. 
And because they're malleable, you can fit them down into the corners of dishes and pans way better than those store-bought brushes that don't really do anything and the bristles get all jacked up and stupid after like two times using them. So I, I love them and they didn't sell at all. We had like one person interested in them but wanted to like buy three for a buck and it's like each one of these takes probably minimum if my wife's just really going at it an hour's worth of work like my wife's time is worth more than 33 cents plus that wouldn't even cover the materials that go into it so whatever but so they didn't sell i mean granted we didn't stand there and pitch them as the miracle solution that they are um but those didn't sell my wife also rescued a project that i had started and uh she made a a series of beautiful drink coasters you know protect your your furniture from those water rings it's a big deal down here in texas where the humidity makes those water rings like instantaneously so the she made these beautiful coasters and a whole bunch of these scrubbies and they didn't sell at all that they, they didn't sell i was shocked but maybe we were just there on the wrong day or something anyway our loss is your gain because i want someone other than than me to enjoy these amazing crafts that my wife created so i'm giving them away yeah that's right lady that wanted to buy them for a dollar i'm gonna give them away so uh, head over to the Facebook page by searching at Podcast Husband uh, for details and official rules on how you can enter to win both the dish scrubbies and the drink coasters. Because th- they're awesome. Like I can't win, but I would be super excited if I did win. So, um, Wow, my throat is really dry. Give me just a second, guys. I'm going to pause. Okay, I'm back. Wow. Talking makes you thirsty. This is good to know. All right. uh, Podcast supporters. I would like to give a big shout out to Jacob and Elisa. They're friends of the program, and they became the first listeners to support the show. They reached out to me, found out that there were a couple things that I was in need of, and they helped me out with that. So thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it so, so much. Um, So... They're the first ever supporters of the Houses and Podcast. Now, I know a bunch of you are like, I support, I liked the page. Yes, I know. They monetarily supported me, and I love them for it. So, I love you all, but they get a little bit extra love because they helped me out trying to uh, fulfill this dream of mine of being a podcast producer. So... Thank you again so much, guys. If you would like to find out how you could support this, uh, the podcast like they did, you can send me an email or a social media message, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, the page should hopefully soon have an Instagram because I know that's the that's the place to be if you're hip and cool with the kids. So, or at least that's what I've heard. Facebook is like for old people and Twitter is for weird business people and Instagram is where people are at or like Snapchat or something anyway I'm getting older by the minute as I talk so uh, that's that's the show 
tonight, guys. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks for coming back, even after skipping a week. That's going to happen every now and then because I have a lot of different projects that are going on simultaneously. My wife is about to start a big project. Hopefully, here in the next couple weeks, I can reveal what that is. But her giant project is going to involve me in some capacity. It could just be that I'm taking care of our son more. I mean, I, I do it every day, all day, but it might involve a little bit more uh, from me. So, uh, I lost my train of thought. No. So, yeah, big projects. I have things that I'm working on, other responsibilities. My wife has things. So, every now and then, there may be a week that doesn't have a, a show. So, I apologize in advance if that is upsetting to you, but sometimes that's just how my life works and I have no control over it. So I'm going to do my best, though, to make sure that there is a podcast most every week. So next week, hopefully, we'll not miss and you'll get to listen to the adventures of Cameron all over again. So, uh, yeah, that's it. skip a week and I don't remember how to do any of this. All right, here we go. If you would like to contact me, you can email househusbandpodcast at gmail.com or find me on Twitter at Cameron W. Miller. The show is at Podcast Husband on Facebook and Twitter. The House Husband Podcast is copyright 2019. All views presented are for entertainment purposes and are not a substitute for professional medical advice. If you would like to support the podcast, email househusbandpodcast at gmail.com. To learn more about the show, visit the website at househusbandpodcast.podbean.com.